This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. You're listening to The Game Changers, a podcast that highlights the success of female athletes across Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Here's your host, Ethan Westerman of the Hog Sports Network. Welcome into the Game Changers podcast. Today is Friday, September 22nd, and we've got quite a few results from the past week to unpack here today. I'm your host, Ethan Westerman, and I want to thank you for tuning in. In case you're new here, this is a place where each week we highlight athletes, coaches, and others involved with all the different women's sports teams at the University of Arkansas. And here in about five minutes, I'll be bringing on DJ Gasso, who is one of the newest additions to Arkansas's softball staff. So I'm really excited for that conversation and to talk a little bit of softball with DJ. First, though, it's time to do our weekly update of all the women's sports teams who are in action, and I think we definitely need to start with the soccer team after what they did last night. So they hosted number nine, Alabama, um, and I don't think that the win-loss result was maybe as surprising as just the way it happened. Arkansas really put the smack down on Alabama. They beat them 5 nothing, and the tone of that game was set super early on. Uh, the Razorbacks scored three goals in the first 15 minutes or so, and I think that just kind of shocked Alabama. Uh, this was in front of the largest crowd ever at Razorback Field as 3,660 people piled in there. So the 11th-ranked Razorbacks in, in recent history, Arkansas and Alabama have kind of been at the top of SEC soccer, and so this was a big win for them, um, especially just kind of the way they did it. It seems like they might be trying to set a tone that they want to be the chief dogs of the SEC this year. Um, A couple individual performances to point out. Morgan White had a brace uh, with both of her goals scored in the second half. And then freshman Phoebe Carver had to step in and play keeper for Sierra Cota Yard, who was excused to go play for the Portuguese national team. And so she had to miss last night. And in Carver's first career start, she got a shutout. So all around impressive stuff for the Razorbacks, who improved to 2-0 in SEC play. Uh, volleyball had another impressive weekend the team traveled to queens new york for an invitational played at st john's and they won all three of their matches they played there Um, i checked this morning and the volleyball team is now number nine in rpi which is seven spots above their top 25 ranking they're ranked number 16 by the avca so they're 10 and 2 and they get conference play rolling tonight with a match against uh south carolina that's at 6 p.m on sec network and that is at barnhill arena and then they'll host Texas A&M on Sunday at 3 p.m. too. So multiple chances this week to go watch them play for those that are in the area. And then softball, it got its fall slate started on Sunday. It had a 7-1 to victory over McLennan Community College. Um, and they'll start their Razorbacks Unlimited scrimmages uh, tonight, actually. So tonight at 5.30 is the first Razorbacks Unlimited. Uh, all those events are free and open to the public. I think there are four after the one tonight. Uh, there's five total this fall. So... Uh, plenty of chances to go out there and see them. And then last thing, the women's tennis team, it has the PTT 25K here in Fayetteville going on through Sunday. Um, I'll touch on some of those results uh, next week. Well, on the other end of the break, I'll be joined by assistant softball coach DJ Gasso. So hope you'll stick around for that. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a digital plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. 
Go Hogs! Well, like I said, I'm joined today by softball coach DJ Gasso, assistant softball coach DJ Gasso. Uh, DJ, thanks for taking the time to do this. Thanks, Ethan. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, so I just said a minute ago, kind of prefaced that there's Razorbacks Unlimited going on, um, you know, the first one today. Um, will you talk a little bit about like what that is and um, what, you know, as a coach, you're hoping to kind of get out of it? Yeah, no, it's I'm definitely new to that. Uh, we didn't really do it at the place I was at before um, at Utah. So it's really cool to see just like the competitive mindset, spirit, game plan, not just on the field, but all the strategy off the field. I think that's holds the players accountable to that. But um, the Razorback Unlimited is basically it's going to be inner squads. And based on their performance, you can get points. And whoever has the most points um, at the end of it wins. Uh, and after each week, uh, the top four uh, kids from on the point system, whoever has the top um, four scores, will end up being the captains. And they get to pick a team uh, the next time we do it. So uh, you want to be uh, in power. You want to be in charge. You want to be able to pick your team um, so you can have the most success and like I said, everything from like outs to hits to, you know, put outs, um, strikeouts, walks, like there's positives, there's negatives, there's uh, if you win, your team gets points. So there's a lot of different ways that Coach Mike will kind of put together a little point system. Um, and it's, it's really fun to see those kids compete, not only, like I said, on the field, but off the field in that strategy piece. Yeah, and like I said, first one of those uh, happens tonight at 5.30. Um, there's four more if you don't get a chance to go out tonight, so that's free and open to the public. But, uh, DJ, first, will you kind of just walk me through your coaching journey? Well, you can even go beyond coaching, just your journey in general, starting out in Oklahoma and then your playing career, and now what's led you to Arkansas? Yeah, yeah, no, I played um, you know, in high school football and baseball and then wanted to uh, – Obviously, I knew I wanted to be a coach, so I played college baseball um, and went to a, some junior colleges and then uh, ended up um, graduating from Bradley University in the Missouri Valley and then did start grad school uh, kind of close to home, UCO, for my last year, then finished grad school as a GA for OU uh, on the softball team. And... My it was did that the twenty the spring of twenty nineteen and the spring of twenty twenty so that season got cut short right um, and then I was trying to find a job uh, parents were kicking me off the payroll a little bit so I needed to figure it out and I uh, got some uh, Zoom interviews it was actually like not many places were opening up for jobs uh, especially hitting coaches so Utah was one um, position that opened and. I got to Zoom with uh, Amy Hoke, who's been uh, and a coach there for, for uh, I, I don't know the exact years, but I've been there. Uh, and she's just an amazing human being. And so she took the chance on me um, as a GA. Never had necessarily a, a paid coaching position yet. And uh, she let me be in charge of the offense. Uh, and I was there for three years. Um, and each year we got better and better. Uh, and that last year we we made the, the World Series and, and won the Pac-12 uh, championship. So that was an amazing year. Uh, and then Arkansas, there was a position open here. Um, and my wife lives about an hour and a half away. She has owns a, a business about an hour 15 away. So 
to be able to to have the softball piece to compete for national championships, but also have that family piece involved as well. Uh, it was a perfect fit for us. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of uh, my journey in a very quick, <laughs> quick couple minutes. So, yeah. So focusing back in on your years at Utah, um, what would you say that you kind of learned about yourself as a coach through that experience? You know, I'm sure, um, you know, that being your first shoulder was probably a lot of growing pains, but what, yeah. what would you say that you learned the most about yourself? Yeah, no, I think um, Coach a, Coach Amy Hogue, who's what we call her Coach A, she taught me a ton. Uh, and in the time, I'm like kind of stubborn. So I'm like, oh, no, like this is the way to do it. This is, I mean, coming from OU, they're so great. This is the one way to do it. And I think understanding that not that one way will work everywhere um, and really understanding how, you know, like understanding the feelings, emotions, how people learn because um, everyone likes to do things different. And I think coming from OU, it was more of like, hey, here's all this information. Here's all the stuff. Let's go do it. Um, and there wasn't that trust. There wasn't that buy-in. There wasn't that understanding uh, of, of how to go about implementing all the things that I want or, or how to implement uh, certain things to make it where I want it to look, you know, this one way. Um, so it, it took a little bit, but, you know, I think – uh, those those first couple years of not having the most success was very helpful um, and and making that third year as successful as it was because you know you, you have to learn you have to grow you have to go through those struggles uh, to understand your, your systems and and understand you know how to this is the end goal how do I get there uh, and it's going to be different for a lot of different people and I think coming out as a GA I was like All right here's the end goal this is the one way to do it let's go do it um, and it wasn't like that whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, it was a, a lot of growing, a lot of learning and a lot of just listening and understanding, I think are some things that I really learned, uh, my time there. Yeah. And you said, you know, growing up somewhere like Oklahoma, where there's just a large history of success, you probably have a little bit of preconceived notion, like you said, about kind of the ways to do things, but yeah. I'm sure also having that background of being around a successful program, um, and growing up you know, in that environment has led to things that have translated that you're like, that is a good way to do it. What are some of those things that maybe you learned from an early age being around that program that you think has, you know, carried on to this point? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a great question. Um, I think just like there's, uh, there's one way of doing things, you know, and like, if this is the level that you want to get to, you do everything at this level. You know, there's no like, oh, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not doing, no, that's not it. Like, there's one way of doing things. Uh, I guess from uh, when, as a child, it's doing the chores, cleaning your room, doing the laundry. Oh, the, gar the weeds are out. Oh, you didn't pick all the leaves up outside. You know, it's like, look at those extra. I mean, those are the things uh, that my parents instilled in me, um, especially my dad, I guess, a little bit more. But my mom, I mean, that's just, that's, that's who she is. It's, that's what they do. It's here's the level you do everything like that, whether it's practice, whether it's a game, whether it's a national championship or whether it's a Razorback Unlimited. There's one way of doing things, and that's the standard. And if you're not living up to the standard, um, next person up, someone else will, you know, and, and if they're not living up to the standard, you can't do that consistently. Well, this might not be the best place for you uh, because that's never going to change. 
Um, the level of play, the level of doing things is never going to change. You just have to find the people that, that want to buy into that and, and want to be at that level. Uh, and I think that's something that has helped me not only on the field, but off the field as well. And I think most people know, uh, going back to, you know, your childhood days in Oklahoma, that Courtney was a grad assistant there um, uh, for a little bit. I'm just curious, like, do you remember how old you were whenever she was? And do I, you remember her at all? Yeah, no, I do for sure. Um, and even when I was like coaching and stuff, I'd always reach out. Hey, you know, happy birthday. Congrats on SEC championship. Merry Christmas. Hope the family's doing well. All that good stuff. Uh, but now I want to say I was like 11 or 12, potentially. I think that's what we talked about. But also um, Coach Michael, the other assistant uh, here at Arkansas, he, his sister was also on staff for my mom back in the day too. So I've, I've known kind of the, both the Diefels now and the, um, and, uh, the Michaels for, for a little bit. Uh, so I, I mean, I was young, so I was just kind of, oh, whatever. I would say they kind of like knew me a lot more. Now we have a good personal relationship, but when I was young, I was just playing and going all over the place being bonkers, I guess. But yeah, no, I've, I've known them for, for quite a while. And, I've always kept in touch with uh, with Courtney, um, with just like I said, you know, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff that I do with, with some other people I, I'm well connected with. Um, but when I got into the softball world, uh, yeah, I always I always had that kind of connection, I guess. Yeah. Do you remember anything about Courtney from them or was it just she's just the GA type of deal? No, dude, I, was, <laughs> I can't remember what happened last week. What happened yesterday? You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I was probably playing wall ball or something and would throw a ball in the field. And, you know, like it's that's that's what was going through my head back in the day. So. <laughs> so um, how would you kind of describe your coaching style at this point? I mean, you've had, like you said, such a just background of the sport um, growing up, but I'm sure you've developed your own kind of philosophy and style about how you go about coaching young women what would you yeah. describe that as yeah no I think um gosh you're coming with all the good questions there Ethan Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean from just a competitive standpoint I mean there's like I said there's one way of doing things a standard we're going to be a very competitive tough gritty team that's going to get after it every single day um and and if they're not getting after it every single day like they'll hear about, it, they'll know, you know, and, and that's kind of something that we're pushing towards, whether, like I said, we just played McLennan, whether we played in McLennan or in Oklahoma City, there's one, there's a, a way of doing things. And I think that competitive mindset is something that um, I, I want to take pride in from the, the coaching side, is that we're going to be very prepared, confident, poised in the big moments, but just getting after it every single pitch. Um, and then from the other side of it as well, like, I am a, a young male, right? And I, I coach young females. So I think being able to show an example of, of what a great husband, a great father, like that's something that I strive for. So when, when they're looking or they want qualities of a, of a male figure, they can hopefully potentially draw some, some of that from me, just seeing how I treat my family, seeing uh, the relationship I have with my wife. Uh, with my son and, and really trying to be a servant, not only to my family, but, but to the girls as well. Um, it all sounds great. It's hard to do, right? 
but yeah, I think from, from the coaching side, I think there's like the competitive on the field standpoint, but then off the field of just a listener, knowing, getting to know them, building that relationship and trust uh, and really doing anything and everything I can to help them succeed. So of course, family is important to you. Talking to Courtney is like, everybody's knows she's huge on family as well. What's yeah. that kind of been like getting taken into the softball family here and also yeah. incorporating your own personal family into that? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I think it's, it's different, all right? You don't have so many people just, Hey, let's go, go all grab dinner. Or I guess for our visits, like, Oh yeah, we're just having family over. And it's like so many people, you know, and it's all right. It's almost like a big family reunion like every time we all get together because um, it's not just, you know, the coaching staff and families, but, you know, you have our director of ops, um, Dan, you have our trainer, you have sometimes it's like you have other people that come in uh, to just hang out uh, or even just come watch practice. Um, and, and also like the, so coach Diafel has a couple boys, coach Michael has got kids. I have a baby boy. I bet there's going to be more on the way from, other uh, from staff, you know, so uh, it when it's a family, not only is it with numbers and the people, but also how involved everyone is, um, how much everyone is together. They all come. There's a suite that they get to sit in or they're playing in the locker room after practice or after games like we're all get to see each other uh, at least once, maybe twice a week, but probably about once a week. Or I mean, that just because visits have been coming in, we all get to see each other more often. But um, I know Coach Diefel's son and Coach Michael's son are playing football against each other next Tuesday, and I'm calling it the Razorback Bowl. And I'm like, I'm going. Like, where our family's going? You know, the other families are going to be going. So, you know, it, it's little things like that. That's you don't have opportunities to have that at other places. So, doing a little bit of background research on you too, it seems like, um, from what I can tell, your faith is important to you too. Um, would you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's why we do it. Um, I think it was Billy Graham that said a coach uh, can influence and change the amount of lives that a coach can influence or change in one year, a normal person can do their entire life. Um, and so that's, I, I want to be uh, a light in people's life. I want them to uh, reflect Christ in everything I do. You know, we believe that uh, Jesus came and died for our sins and, uh, and, and rose again three days later. And, and we love the Lord and we tried to go to church as often as we can. And, you know, having that community here has been really, really cool for not only me, but my wife as well. Um, but, but being able to, and you can believe whatever you want, you know, I like that's your choice. Um, but if you want to ask what I believe in, I'll tell you. And, and if you want to know why I'm so positive, why I'm so happy, why I'm so all like this, I'll tell you. Uh, and, and that stems from my love for the Lord. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what's it kind of been like? There's such a culture around Arkansas right now. I think of just excitement um, for the softball program. Mm -hmm. I know you're all new to here. Danielle, she's a new assistant here. Mm -hmm. um, just what's it kind of been like? you know, a fast transition to a place where there's a lot of excitement for the sport and you're trying to get your family, you know, all moved in here, all these moving pieces, just what's it been like kind of handling yeah. all that kind of excitement and chaos at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of chaos. Like you said, a lot of excitement, a lot of chaos. It's been hard to kind of like settle down, but 
um, you know, we started practice and it, like, you just want to go, go, you want to do all the things you want to learn all this stuff. Um, and I think that's, what's been helpful. My time at Utah, I understand the process. I understand you have to implement things, you know, little by little. And so when you talk about implementing a system or a process or a way of doing things, it's going to take a little bit, you know? Um, and I think them understanding, like the team understanding that, uh, has been super helpful because, you know, every week we're learning something new, we're doing something different. Uh, but man, we have a lot of competitive kids, um, that are really, really good athletes. Uh, and so as a coaching staff, you know, we're trying to push them and, and get them to that next level. But when we sit back and meet, we're like, man, we're going to have a really good team. Uh, so no, it's, it's, it's been great. I mean, it's like you said, it's been a lot, it's been a lot of this, a lot of that, trying to get this, uh, and that all figured out. But when you're on the softball field, when you get to talk to them, when you're uh, in the thick of practice and everything, I think that's when you enjoy it the most. Uh, and I think we're not going to really see the benefits of that until the spring. All right. Last question I'm going to leave you on is, um, you know, y'all had the scrimmage this past week against McLennan. It seemed like after that game, I mean, not reading between the lines too much coaches wanted to see more out of the team. There wasn't really too pleased with, you know, the, I mean, got the win, but it seemed like still wasn't pleased with what you saw. What are you kind of like, what would you say is the next steps for this team to take from yeah. what you saw on day one of day one of a live scrimmage to where you hope to be by the end of the season? Yeah, no, I, you saw that. I don't You can read that. <laughs> no, I mean, and I think that's kind of what we spoke on earlier. Like, here's the standard. There's one way of doing things. Um, and that passion, that intensity, that will to win, that competitive drive, that like, oh, let's get after it, wasn't there from every single person. Uh, and it wasn't there from every single person for the 10 innings. So like I said, whether you're playing McLennan in September or whether you're playing for a national championship, uh, there's there's only one way to play the game. There's only one way to be a good teammate. There's only one way to lock in in the dugout. There's only one way to get on and off the field. There's only one way to back up the positions. There's only one way to run the bases hard. Uh, like, it, it's all those things. Like, there's one way to do it. Here's the standard. If you're not living up to that standard, you're not doing it that way, uh, that's not good enough. And, and I think, you know, really, uh, I mean, we're going to, be really, really good at the little things. And if we're not really good at the little things all the time, uh, or like the things that we're able to control, really, I think that's the big part, the little things that we're able to control, uh, that's going to be huge uh, for this team. And that's something our staff is really uh, looking for, you know, and I think that's something that we are able to do. And yeah, it's the first scrimmage. Yeah, we can say, oh, it's just the first one. It's all this and that. But that that's, you know, National championships, the goal, Oklahoma city is the goal. And we can sit here and say, Oh, it's okay. It's all this, all that. But if, as soon as you let that go, as soon as you let that slide, what's the next thing you're going to let slide, you know? So I think, you know, our, our staff has done a really good job of all being on the same page of saying, this is the level that we're going to be at. And we got to push the team there. Uh, and then hopefully the team can say, man, I'm tired of the coaches pushing us there. Let's do it on our own. I mean, that's, that's the goal where they're able to kind of coach themselves, police themselves, hold each other accountable to the standard, uh, and then just go have fun on game days. Um, but I think that's what you saw a little bit of, you know, hey, I know it's first week, but just understand there's a lot of work to do. We need to get a lot better. Uh, and I think the team was receptive to that and understands uh, that's kind of where we're going next.
I said last question, but kind of on this note, um, <laughs> I'm guessing that for these fall practices, I think some people would wonder, you know, oh, season's so far away. Why do y'all do those? Is it more of a, you know, kind of, like you said, setting the standard type of deal early? Which yeah. is what's the most beneficial thing from these fall games, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. Are you saying from fall games or fall practices? Fall practices and scrimmages, the, where you're yeah. seeing live pitching. Yeah, I would say just like it's 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 kind of multiple things. There's a lot of development happening, right? There's a lot of, from a hitting standpoint, I guess, kids um, getting in different positions to get their swing off, right? They're, they're getting different timings. They're in different uh, stances or like it's things like that from a development process. From the practices, it's like, are you are you throwing the ball harder? Are you running faster? Are you, you know, uh, making plays that you never really made before? Like, are you getting better on that sense? Um, and then also, you know, what's your mindset out? I mean, for us, I mean, especially coming in, I thought, I mean, you got the pitching, you got the hitters, you got the defense. I think the only thing that was really – not lacking, but just something that we can improve on was more of just that mental toughness that like get after it every single day, you know? Um, and I think that's something the staff's really were focusing on is like, man, how do we get tougher? Uh, you know, is that to practice scrimmages, you know? And, and so really it's just kind of, you know, Hey, here's the standard, here's where we're at. And so from a mental standpoint, it's always bringing it every single day, whether it's practice scrimmages, but the fall is really good for development, especially for the young kids, um, obviously learning the new system and all that. Uh, and, and then just learning, you know, game plan stuff, uh, different shifts, how to uh, different plays, knowing where to go with the ball, it's just a bunch of learning, a bunch of development. But I think one thing that we're really focused on is a lot of that mental toughness as well. Awesome. Well, DJ, thanks so much for taking time to do this today. Really appreciate it. Um, this podcast is only, I think, five weeks old now. So really trying to get it off the ground. Whoa, and it, all right. All right. <laughs> it helps out whenever I have guys like you come on and uh, oh, are yeah. willing to give up some other time. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, Ethan. Uh, thanks for having me on. I know we'll see you around soon. Each week before we close the show, I highlight a game changer of the week. Last week, it was Miriam Dowda of women's basketball, and this week we'll be giving it to a soccer player. A reminder, this is a weekly title given to someone who's doing something in their competition of play in the community or in the classroom that's making them a game changer. And this week's game changer of the week is freshman soccer player Bella Field, who gave the Razorbacks a game-winning goal against Grand Canyon on Sunday. This was a crazy ending to a game. Um, Arkansas had been leading 2-1, to one, seemed to be in control for almost all the match. Um... But then Grand Canyon scored a goal around 50 seconds, the equalizer, to tie it 2-2. Two to two. It looked like they were going to kind of stun the Razorbacks and um, come out of Fayetteville with a draw. But then 30 seconds later, the Razorbacks come down the field and Bella Field gets her first career goal um, with under 15 seconds left in the game to give the Razorbacks a 3-2 to two victory over Grand Canyon. Um, really exciting game. It's strange ever in a soccer game at any point to see two goals scored in the same minute, but especially the final minute. And with it being such a close game and how it just swung completely all emotions <laughs> within a matter of a minute um, was really crazy to see. But Bella Field, her first career goal, a game winner against Grand Canyon. She is our game changer of the week.
Well, folks, this has been another episode of the Game Changers podcast. I'm Ethan Westerman. I appreciate you listening in, and I'll see you at the same time next Friday. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.